Welcome to the award-winning podcast, The Recordings of a Fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, on this rainy, disgusting, crappy Monday, the 25th of September, 2023. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with rain, if you haven't figured that out. It's, it's pouring out right now, and I'm like, oh, more rain. Um, I hope everybody who celebrates Yom Kippur had an easy fast. So, wishing you all an easy fast. Um, I think I'll quickly just start quick with football because it's going to take me about two minutes. And then the rest, obviously, is all hockey. Um, The Giants, I'll start with them first. Remember how you all were on, well, Twitter slash X, and you were all like, oh, we don't need to sign. We don't need to sign Barkley. We don't need squad. We don't need him on our team. No, we're fine. We don't need to pay him. Um, Yeah, hi. You need to pay him. This is why you needed to sign him. Because look at how terrible you look without him. And um, to the to the idiot on Facebook who keeps blaming Jones for every loss, um, what is he supposed to do when his O-line is horrendous? Um, quarterbacks need six seconds at least, at least six seconds to complete a play. Not, not, not two, not three. Although they have to be ready to get rid of the ball very quickly and he he does that i will say compared to the the other quarterback across the way named zach wilson who um is he does not have the mindset he is not mentally tough he does not have confidence in himself you can You can see that when he's out there. And to Joe Namath, who was on Twitter X yesterday and said some stupid shit, why don't then you just get off your high horse and go and coach the boy? Okay? Get off your high horse and go coach the boy. First of all, you think that he's being, that they're being, he's being coached and it's making him worse. He's undercoached. He's not overcoached. No way in God's green earth is he overcoached. They have no idea what the hell they're, they're doing with him. He's undercoached, number one. Number two, his problems stem from him being hesitant with the ball. He is not confident in his throws. He goes to throw, He then he decides not to throw, and then he runs backwards instead of forwards. He should be running forwards, getting a few yards. If you can't find anybody open or you're not confident in your throw, then you run. And he has the feet to run. Did you see, like, you know, Justin Fields run yesterday? I mean, he he ran. There was nobody open. Boom, he ran. Zach doesn't do that. Zach goes, oh, oh, my God, can't throw it. Oh, my God, don't know what to do. Oh, my God, let me go backwards. And then he loses 5, 10, 15 yards when he goes backwards. Luckily, he can throw the ball away, and he didn't get sacked, but still. He did have that stupid safety, though, at the end of the game. What the hell was he doing? I don't know. But if the Jets are going to let their ego do the talking, instead of saving this season with the roster that you put together for this year, 
and you're gonna go, we're gonna go with Zach. We're gonna go with Zach. He's our he's our quarterback. Then you all deserve to lose every game from here on out. And Robert Solly, whatever his fucked up name is, because I can't stand the stand him. He is not a head coach. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Just because they make great offensive and defensive coordinators does not mean they're going to make great head coaches. And can we stop getting defensive coaches on the Jets as head coaches? The only one that was really good was Rex Ryan. And from there, we've sucked. And don't remind me about Gaze. His quote-unquote, he's an offensive guru. Yes, he was such a guru. Anyhow. <clears throat> I can't even with them anymore. Last night, like yesterday while watching this game, I thought I'd rather watch paint dry. So I painted my nails instead. And watch them dry instead because I just couldn't take it anymore and I can't take Tony Romo either can we can somebody just like shut him up all right so I'm drinking my coffee while I'm doing this great 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 all right let's go to the Rangers now oh my god all right I'll just say a few things from the preseason game yesterday first one, Socorro looks really good. He is definitely going to be on this team one day. I don't know if they're going to give him the opportunity now. I know it's one preseason game. I don't know if he's going to get the opportunity now or the opportunity later. But he's got a bright future. Two, Harper. Ben Harper. Underrated. Under-freaking-rated. I mean, there is nothing else that I could possibly even say except he's underrated and he should be on this freaking ass lineup and he should be partners with with um, Schneider if that's the way we're going. Um... I mean, personally, I have to go back to my thing now. Hold on a minute. I add it up, and then, of course, this is how Twitter works now. Um, no, wait a minute. Is that it? Wait. No, that's not it. Um, I mean, I don't mind if Harper plays with Truba, um, but... Harper, underrated. Underrated dude. He needs to be in this lineup. There is just no doubt in my mind. Ten times better than Jones. Zach Jones, uh, I think you're going to go to Hartford. I think that, I, I know it's one, I know it's one preseason game, one preseason game, but mm -mm, I haven't, but I've seen him in, even in camp-wise, I've not been too excited about. Harper, underrated, deserves to be in this lineup. Now, I know people are like excited to see Miller and Fox together and Lindgren and Truba. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Um, <clears throat> Lindgren is not just a defensive defenseman. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not just D. Like I know that like this coach likes to put together 
like the offensive defenseman, and then then defeat the the defensive defenseman. Say that five times fast together. But I don't think I like Lindgren with Vox. I think they have chemistry already. Why would you run? Why would you want to ruin that chemistry? And I know Fox has been has said that he knows Miller, but he still feels comfortable with Lindgren. And I totally agree with that. I think it should be Lindgren Fox. It should be Miller and Schneider and maybe then Harper and Truba. Why don't we try that instead? Like I said, Miller cannot be with Truba anymore. Those two need to be separated. So you've got to figure out where you're going to put Miller and you've got to get a partner for Schneider. I think Schneider and Miller would work out perfectly fine. Um, and then you keep Harper, who's on the left side anyway, and Truba's on the right side. So you keep Harper, you put Harper in this lineup. That's what I think for the defense so far. Um, Jones goes to Wolfpack. Um, I, I don't. I don't even see him making it as like the alternate. I think right now, um, um, Robertson maybe have a shot at it. The other guy can't think of his name starts with the letter J. Cannot think. Oh my God! I just went out. What his name is? Goose for uh, something with something with the J. <laughs> my mind's blanked out. Hey, this is early in the morning. I'm doing this, so yeah. With not that much caffeine in my body, I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, maybe him, I don't know. But I think Emerson may have a, a better shot than Jones. Okay. When when the first lineup came out the first day that they did lines, I think I like that lineup a whole lot better than his second day. Um, the first line was Kreider, Mika, and Laffy. The second line was Panarin. Philip Heedle and Wheeler. The third line was Goodrow, Trocek, and Kako. And the fourth line was Vessi, um, Bonino, and Picklick. So I kind of like that better than the second one. Um, but because, uh, first of all, I like Laffy on the first line or the second line. I do not want him on the third line. Kako, like, I, I don't know. I like Hedl on the second line, not the third. I like Chochik on the third line. I think him, like him with good, him with Goody, I think would make, that they'll make an awesome partnership. They're both gritty. They're both quick. And I think they would work really well together on that line. I, I kind of like like that. Um, I don't like Kako on that line though. That's just me. Um, I think the second day they had Goodrow on the fourth line with Bonino and Picklick, right? And then Vessi, Hedl, and Laffy were on the third line. I hate that line. They put Panarin on the first line with Wheeler and Mika. And I was like, why the hell is Wheeler even on the first? Wheeler, no, second or third line for Wheeler. Kako, first or second line? Maybe third. Maybe I do keep him on the third. Um, but in Vessi, fourth line. 
good road third line. So I kind of like, I wasn't too upset about Kreider and Panarin switching. But why would you want to mess up the chemistry? Like I've said before with Mika and Chris, like they have that chemistry. You want to have players who have chemistry stay together because you can't create new chemistry right away. It takes, it takes time to create the chemistry and you don't want to do that. Um, so we'll see. I like seeing Truba in um, practice score that goal. That was really pretty. It was a really pretty goal that he got. I thought that was really, um, I thought that was really good. Um, I like some of their, their work that they've done. They've done um, the, that the pace is really quick and it's really, it's high tempo right from the get-go. It's not slow motion. They're not moving in slow motion at practice because what, what have I said? The way you practice is the way you're going to perform. The way you practice is how you perform. If you're going to practice in slow-mo, you're going to play in slow-mo. If you're going to practice in high tempo and quick and just like you're playing a game, that's how you're going to play the game. It, it works that, that way exactly. And you can definitely see the difference from last year and this year right off the bat from that. Um, so I also like the fact that they had like, you know, man on man, um, which was a kind of cool, like man on man, um, drills. So I thought, I thought like I, right now I think I'm not going to call a training camp. I'm just going to call it practice. I, right now I think practice looks really good. It's high tempo. It's quick. They got great drills going. I think their practice is going to pay off so far. So far, that's what it looks like. Okay. Um, okay. Now, let's talk about a couple other things. The first thing I want to mention is Panarin and his quote about his hair. Now, he told people that he wanted to get a hair. He got a haircut because he wanted to know what he was going to look like when he was when he got older or when he was bald, when he was losing his hair, something like that. And I find that that's like bullshit. That's a bullshit quote coming from him. Now, does, does he mean it? Maybe. I really do believe that he has a lot of mental superstitions. And his superstition is that if he gets a new haircut, he's going to perform better. Well, we'll see about that. Like, we'll see. Like, time will tell, we will see. But when I talk about the championship mindset, which I've talked about for the last, like, four or five weeks of my podcast, the last four or five of them that I've done, your, your mindset, your mentality has nothing to do with your hair. Um, you can grow the longest beard, you can have the longest hair, you can have short hair, you can have no hair. You can be, you know, it has nothing to do with the shoes you wear. If you put on your right pad before you put your left pad on, if you get dressed by putting your pants on first all the time and then your jersey second, or you put your jersey on first and your pants second, whatever. That has nothing to do with your mentality. 
See, superstitions are, are, they're weird. They're, they're quirky, and I like quirky, and I like when people show their personality. That's what they're part of. They're part of their personality, but they have nothing to do with your mentality. Um, remember, psychology. You Sports are 90% mental, 10% skill. That's all it is. So let's just think about, and I want to get to Alexi Lafreniere too, later with social media and athletes. I'm going to get to that like later on. Um, and I'm also going to mention something else and I'm going to, we're going to talk about a couple things. Okay. And then I'm going to mention other things I'm going to talk about next podcast. But so you all know that I'm in the middle of writing the championship mindset book, okay. workbook. Okay. So here's a couple things I'm going to read. All right. Now, um, okay. I'm just trying to see where I want to start off. Okay. Um, okay. The secret of all our outer success is desire. You must know what you want, feel it deeply and believe passion, belief, and desire are power. When you continue to feel and act on what you want, the universe responds to your will. This is also part of my manifestation, which people do not get and visualization. Visualization is big part of the championship mindset. Okay. When you exercise your will, excuse my voice. When you exercise your will with actions to satisfy your desires, your desires become stronger. Right. I'm going to just, I'm going to pause, but hold that thought. Okay. Coffee saves the day. Um, Okay. So, when you exercise your will with actions to satisfy your desires, your desires become stronger. <clears throat> okay. The more you persist, the more you believe, the more you feel. When you can fully feel your desire contained in that feeling is the intuition, is your intuition of, of knowledge of what to do and the belief that you will succeed by taking action to get what you want. You strengthen your belief. The world will not believe in you until you believe. And that's for the Rangers. The the fans are not going to believe in you until you believe in yourselves first. Until you believe that you can win the Stanley Cup. Now, yes, we talk about desire. Everybody desires to win the Stanley Cup. But you got to like, like I've just said, you got to really want it. And stick with that belief that you're going to win it in order to get it. Okay, here we go. Um, Those who think big or desire big draw is even bigger obstacle, have bigger obstacles to overcome. With patience and persistence, if they continue to exercise their will to fulfill their desire, they succeed. Rome was not built in a day. If you take time to create and attract what we want, but most important, it takes passion. It takes passion. Um, This then explains another of the great mysteries of creating what you want. It's not what you do that counts, but what you want, feel, and believe. Certainly some action is required, but it doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to wear us down. Yet action does, does serve an important purpose. It strengthens our belief, which is what attracts success. 
Okay, so like, and I can tell you, I'm not just writing this book for sports purpose, but for life purpose, because whatever you want to believe, whatever you want to do in life, you can do it with the championship mindset. Um, when you take the risk, when you make the commitment and follow through, when you make the jump into the abyss of the unknown, which is what I said, right? Do it scared and do it unprepared. You are reinforcing your belief in yourself and the possibility of getting what you want. Pushing yourself to extremeness, extremes, is not necessary. When you know how to tap into your intuition, once you learn to access your in your inner intuition and confidence, you will then you will not have to push harder or take big big take big risks. Oh my god, I can't talk this morning. Big risks to attract success. Doing such is sometimes the result of not believing in your power to attract and create success. Many people are exhausted because they don't get what they want. They're overgiving and overworking and presenting and preventing themselves from achieving success by relying fully on doing to achieve. They disconnect with the belief that they can get what they want. See, this is all mental. Nothing here I have mentioned to you is about the New York Rangers skill and their talent and their ability and their physicality. It's all mental. Okay, I'll continue by, let me see what I want to say. Um, you will learn to sustain your success without having to bottom out and rise once again from deep despair. You will learn how to tap into your natural ability to get what you want. When we push to our limit and then let go, we are turning it over to God, to spirit, or that mysterious source of brilliant ideas. How you label a higher authority is up to you. Okay. Um, if you are, whatever, regardless of your particular orientation, when you let go after doing everything you can, you will receive what you want. Okay. Um, bum, 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 bum. Okay, just taking, this is why like meditation is so important and these hockey players need to do that. They need to take 15 minutes a day and meditate to get into the mental zone. Are they? Probably not. Um, I have things marked where I wanted to read. Oh, confidence. Confidence that we can do something is trusting in our intent outcome will occur. So, right, pianists, people don't sit down at the piano and think about moving their fingers. It just happens. When we drive a car, do we get out and push it? No, we just get in, turn the key, put the ignition on, and drive the car. You don't think about how it's going to happen. You just know it's going to happen. You see what I'm saying? Because you believe and you have that confidence. Confidence that we can do something is trusting that our intended outcome will occur. Mental. Whatever we do, we are really just telling the mind, the body, and the heart what to do. It either happens or it doesn't. What makes it happen is a connection to the true self and a clear awareness of what we want. Bingo. Now, here's a couple other points I wanted to make with the Rangers. I'm going to get into social with Laffy. Okay. Um, there are some who turn it over to God, but they don't get what they want in the outer world. When you put everything in God's hands, this doesn't work. To have success, we need to do both. We need to feel responsible and ask for help. 
if we depend too much on God, we stop feeling our own inner wants and wishes. When things don't happen, instead of feeling disappointed, sad, or afraid, we just we just trust God and have faith. And we say, oh, well, he's going to make it happen. Um, to attract and create what we want, we must be able to feel and release the negative emotions that naturally arise when we really want something and don't get it. And here's what the rangers don't do. They don't release their negative emotions. They keep it funneled inside a pit in my stomach. I have a chip on my shoulder. I can't get over it. I'm going to cut my hair. I'm going to shun, shut out the outside social media world. They're not going to connect with the, those negative emotions and then release the negative emotions. Ready? And then this is the thing. God helps those who help themselves and ask for help. You have to do it, and then God sends his angel, divine energy, whatever you believe, the universe, whatever you believe in, um, to help you. But listen to me. And then we can't be positive all the time. Now you're telling me I'm on the one saying that, yes. There are times I'm not positive, sure. And I feel something negative, and that's perfectly fine, and that's actually healthy to feel. Positive thinking does not work when people use it to deny their true feelings and wants. They don't want to bring others down, whether they want to feel negative. Instead of feeling the pain of not having what they really want or the disappointment of not getting what they want, they choose to focus on the positive. You know those people? Yes. Um, they believe in positive thinking, blah, blah, blah. Through positive thinking, many make may make people happier but they're un unable to experience their full power to create, to attract, and get what they want in life because they're afraid of their negative emotions. Feeling negative is okay. But bottling it up like most men do, most men bottle up their emotions. You ever notice that? And then they have a burst, they burst out, they have like a, a big angry burst. Like for example, when Jacob Truba threw that helmet. He was showing you a negative emotion of frustration. That's healthy. That's healthy. But sometimes some guys don't do that. They keep everything bottled up and then they, then they literally explode. That's not healthy. In the attempt to be positive, they unknowingly weaken their inner ability to guide their lives. Um, dun, 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 dun. Um, bum, 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 bum. hold on, we're almost done. Yes, we're almost done. Okay, this is what I wanted to read. I'm trying to find what I wrote. Um, mm, 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 mm. Although these spiritual concepts are unidentifiably important, we must also recognize the significance of negative feelings as a doorway into our feelings and desires. To achieve personal success, we need both inner spirituality and outer success. We need to make that we need to make sure that our positive thinking doesn't prevent us from feeling our negative emotions and having strong desires. In this sense, we only need to practice positive thinking, but also need to have a more positive attitude about negative emotions and desires. Negativity. What's on social media? A lot of negativity. 
What did I say to you last time? I guarantee you people are going to, he's a bust. I'm talking about Laffy. We'll talk about Laffy here first. He's a bust. He's now he's the first freaking pick of the draft. He's got to be better. He's not doing it right. He's not doing this. He's not skating this way. He's not passing to, he's not passing when he needs to pass. He's not shooting when he needs to shoot. He doesn't look confident. All those are negative comments that we make on him. And, you know, I just read one that um, someone said that, well, if he doesn't get 20 goals and 50 points, he's a bust. Um, no, he's not. Um, you know, and then I see people, you know, then you have the people who, that you can't have it both ways with Laffy. You have people who complain he's the first pick of the draft. He's the first pick. He should be doing this. He should be doing that. He should be on the first line. Then you have people who say he shouldn't be on the first line. He should prove it, that he should earn it to be on the first line. But sometimes these are the same freaking people that complain that he's the first pick, but yet, no, he shouldn't be on the first line because that's going to weaken our lineup by putting him on there without him proving that he's on the first line, but he's not getting first line minutes at the, on, on the third line. So he can't prove himself on the third line. So he's got to prove himself on the first line, but we can't put him there. Wait, we can't put him there. He, he can't, he has to earn it. You can't keep saying that. And then, then giving him a label, like he's a bust. So what did he decide to do? Laffy decided on social media, he, no one can tag him in a story. No one can comment basically on anything he posts. So he's basically shutting the outside world out, right? And then someone said to, because I will tell you, someone who owns a social media company, and I've seen this many times with athletes, and we can even point to Zach Wilson doing this. Um, I'll tell you the story of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson on the on the Jets did this last year. He deleted, he didn't do what Laffy did. He deleted the Instagram app and the Twitter app from his phone. So he never, he supposedly he never went to go look at what people were saying about him. But he kept hearing about what everybody says. Even though you're not on social, you still have to deal with the media. The media is on social. The media is going to see what the fans are going to say about you. Then the media is going to give it back to you and say, well, the fans are saying they're calling you this. They're saying this. You're still going to get it. Just because you cut out social doesn't mean that you're not still going to hear the noise. And like I've said many times, it's not the noise that makes people become unsuccessful. It's the mindset. Your mindset is the most important thing to either bring you the, to the top of the mountain where you get first place, where you get what, what you want, or where you're going to stay at the bottom is all to do with your mindset. That's it. It is your mindset. That's how important this stuff is. Um, and for for Laffy, he can't handle the trolls. He is not mentally tough. So when someone says to me, oh, well, what do you know what's in his head? Well, psychologically, I can tell you what's in his head. 
he's not mentally tough because I deal with trolls every single day on every fucking platform. Thank you. No matter what I say, I've been called a cunt. I've been called a bitch. I've been called a puck bunny. I've been called a groupie. I've been called a whore. I've been called a slut. Just to name a few. Okay? Just to name a few. I have a psycho who decided to cyberbully me back in 2010 that still to this day tries to follow me on every single fucking platform. Because she thinks by her following me on every platform, she's going to stop my success. Hell, honey, no, you ain't going to stop my success. See, I take all that's negative, right? I take all the negative. It lights my fire. And I go out there and I prove it. And I prove to myself, first and foremost, I'm worth it. I know my value. No one, not Anybody is going to shut me up. Not anybody's going to make me not be successful. The only one that's in charge of that is myself. I can either say I don't want to be successful or I do want to be successful. And I have to go out there and prove it every single day and work hard. Not work to the point where I'm like exhausted, like Gary V wants you to do, but just work hard. And Laffy is just like all some, some of the other athletes that don't understand the power of social media, number one. They don't use it correctly at all, number one. Number two, number two, he thinks of it as a negative where it's going to hold him back from being successful. So he's blaming everybody else for his failures except himself. That's why on social media when athletes do this type of shit, they're just pinpointing it to the fan base. Well, the fans are making me, they're causing me not to be successful because of their their negative troll-like comments. And he can't handle it. He's, he's immature. That just states to me that he's a very immature 21-year-old who's turning 22. He's immature. His mental health is immature. He's still immature. His brain still hasn't functioned function full growth anyway because your brain grows until you're 25, by the way. So he's still trying to function mentally on being an athlete that's a professional athlete, and not to mention he's in one of the biggest fucking markets where the, where the glass, you know, the magnifying glass is on him at all times. So I don't know about how you as a person, just a regular person listening to this, would function in that. So when people say to me, well, social media is toxic, it's toxic to a certain extent. I can't, I'm not going to say it's not toxic. Yes, there are so much, there's so much shit on here on social that's toxic. Um, people put out misinformation on so many different subjects. Uh, people attack people for their opinions. Um, people attack athletes on social. Like, did you not, I don't know if people follow it, but fantasy football, people have attacked NFL players on Instagram in messages and threaten their lives and threaten them because they didn't get them the fantasy points. I'm like, are you people fucking kidding me? 
stop. First of all, athletes are people. They're human beings like you and me. They all, we all bleed the same. We all need the same needs. We all breathe the same way. You know, we all do the same things. The only difference between you and them is they play a professional sport for a living. That's literally it. That is literally the only difference. But they have feelings. They have emotions. They have wants. They have desires. They have everything that you have. The only difference is they play a professional sport for a living. But yet people attack them. And then I have to read certain things. Like, well, we're going to, we're going to, stunt his growth by not putting him here we're going to um he but he needs to earn it like you can't keep saying one thing and then another it's got to be let's put him on the first line let's see how he goes give him the opportunity and then it's in his hands now putting him on the top line in my opinion is not going to weaken the roster because look at the roster would you rather put Wheeler on the top line? No. Would I rather have Kako on the top line? I'm going to tell you, no. I'd rather have Lafayette on that top line. Now, we don't have, to me, in my opinion, we don't have that superstar type lineup. And to be quite honest, I'm glad that we don't. Because you see what happens sometimes when you have way too many superstars on a team. In any sport, how it diminishes the team because the rest of the team then just relies on those superstars to carry them. Like, you know, we're going to all think that Igor is going to carry us when in fact he shouldn't have to carry us. The team should carry themselves. They're all quite capable of carrying themselves and carrying the team together as a whole. Like I've said, it's mental. Now, I will say this, the, the, one of the quotes that Vinny Trocek had out, the, oh, this year we have a bullshit mentality. No bullshit, that's it, a no bullshit mentality. That's not the championship mindset, Vinny. Having a no, what does that mean? You're gonna have no bullshit. What's the no bullshit? What is that? That's not the championship mindset. Your mentality has to be strong, yes. Um, but what, is, what does that mean? No bullshit. I think that's just like a vague statement because you're gonna deal with bullshit. Every team's gonna deal with adversity. That's the bullshit power you're talking about. But you need to have some bullshit on this team. You need to have some adversity. Because when you deal with adversity, you will know. Like I've just said to you, how you deal with that adversity is going to make you either a stronger or weaker team. Dealing with adversity is negative. You can't be positive all the time. And trust me, I'm not positive all the time. There are times when I get so fucking 
frustrated. Like the other day, I got really, really frustrated. And like, I threw a water bottle, okay, like literally in my house. It was empty. I kicked it. It was one of those big water bottles. I kicked it. I was so frustrated. I just kicked it. And I felt better after I kicked it. But I'm telling you, I was just like, oh, so frustrated over something. That's a negative emotion, but I let it out. I'm in touch with my negative emotions. When I get negative, it's okay. I know how to connect with the negative to then go back and connect with myself and then be positive. And then back to my positivity, <clears throat> which I'm a vessel for. I'm a, I'm a vessel for hope. I'm a vessel for positivity, hope, and love. That's my motto. I'm a vessel for positivity, hope, and love. And that's what you have to be. But every once in a while, there's going to be something negative that's going to happen. I'm going to get upset. I'm going to get disappointed. I'm going to get sad. That's part of life. You can't wash the negative away. You can't wash the bullshit away, Vinny. And then just and everything's coming up roses. I like what Chuba said, though, about, well, we know what we did last year, but we have to move on. And you are absolutely 100% correct. You have to move on from that. <clears throat> you can't bring it up anymore. It shouldn't be brought up. It's a whole new year. It's a fresh start. From here on out, you look forward. You don't look back. Like, like when people like say to me, like I say to people, <clears throat> like, well, people ask me, like, yo, you don't take back any of your ex-boyfriends? Oh, hell no, honey. I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward. Why the hell would I want to go back to something when I want to look forward to new opportunities, new possibilities, new experiences? The old's back there for a reason. You always want to look. And when you drive a car, do you look? Do you drive backwards or forwards? You drive forwards. Forwards. That's why, like, you know, things in the rear view mirror look bigger than they nat naturally are. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that looks really, that looks really, really good. No, it's not. It's old. It's back. I, I, I know how the story is going to end. Why would I want to go back there again? Oh. <laughs> Don't go backwards, move forwards. Um, <clears throat> anyhow, so we'll see how this team does. We will. We will see where they're at. Now they only have they only played one preseason game, so hopefully the guys who didn't play game one are gonna play game two tomorrow at the Garden. We'll see. But like I said, I don't put too much stock in preseason games. I put stock in their practice because how you practice is how you perform. Um, <clears throat> but that goes without saying. So a few little um, news and notes. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm still working on guests. I have somebody um, next weekend that I'm going to record the podcast with, and then I'm going to I'm going to put out a special podcast next Sunday. <clears throat> Not this Sunday coming, the following Sunday. I'll put it out early. Um, so you can listen to it Sunday, October 8th. You can listen to it October 8th. We're recording it Saturday night, October 7th. And October 8th, I will put out there. Um, I'm still working on a few other things for my podcast. So that's not 100% set yet. 
Um, obviously, this book is going to take a little longer to write because I'm coming up with so many different ideas for it. It's going to be a workbook, so we're working on that. And, okay, so I talk about dating on this podcast, right? I'm going to work on, I'm working on this special dating segment for next week. So I'll leave it at that. And it will involve the New York Rangers wives and girlfriends. And some other ones from the other, from other teams, from the NHL. And that's all I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that. Well, no, I know what, I'm not going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at this. <clears throat> I talk about when men settle for a basic chick because they don't want an extra. They don't want a girl with extra, right? Because they can't handle extra. They all say they want a good woman. And then when they get one, they have no idea what to do with her. So I'm going to talk about that next week. That's going to be one of the highlights. And I'm telling you, it's a highlight. <laughs> what I have to say is always a highlight. And, okay, so I'm just going to say this. There is a gay hockey player on one of our teams. It's either the Devils, the Islanders, or the Rangers. I'm not going to tell you the exact team, but it's on one of those three teams. There is a gay player. I am definitely convinced there is. Now, someone anonymously reached out to me, told me something, and then I'm like, I've been thinking about it for a while, so it's kind of, this is it, see? So my intuition has been telling me that there is a gay player on one of these teams. There's a gay hockey player on one of these teams. Now, maybe a couple players on this particular team know that he's gay. But my intuition has been telling me he's gay. Without a doubt, he's gay. Now, why would I listen to my intuition? I'm telling you. I will tell you a story quickly. Back in 2010, 2011, I dated this guy who worked for the New York Post. He was a sports writer. Okay. Um, and I met him on Twitter. <laughs> Long and behold. So I met him. And we were dating. And all of a sudden, like after the first date, I was like in my classroom and I got this really weird feeling. And I'm like, no, no, he's not, he's not, he's not dating somebody else. He's not with somebody else. There's no way he's in a relationship. There's no way. And my intuition was telling me, don't get crazy about this guy. He's using you. He's hurting her. He's using you. You're the other woman. He's not going to tell you. And I just was fighting that shit off. This is why I tell you to always listen to your intuition and your gut. Whenever your gut is telling you something, always listen to it. This is a lesson that I, that I learned about that. And I'm like, no, no. Long and behold, about a week or two later, I found the girl he was dating the girl that he was with on Facebook. Because I also found his brother on Facebook. And then his brother liked the girl, this girl. And so I was like, mm-hmm. And he lived in Brooklyn with her. They lived together in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh my God, no. My intuition was right. Now I was already three months into this relationship when I found this out. Because my intuition was bothering me for this long period of time. Like I ignored it. I ignored everything about the whole entire thing. I totally ignored the fact that I knew and I had this, I knew this. 
Because my gut was telling me. Nope. 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 <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run away from him. No. And it was right. See? My intuition was 100% correct. And then, yeah, no. Then, of course, I spilled the beans on him and he got a little pissy at me. But, uh, you know, that shit happens. Um, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. So my gut's been telling me that we've had a gay hockey player on one of, on one of these teams for a very long time. And then I just, I fought it off a little bit. I was like, well, man, I don't know, but look, he does this. He does that. I don't know. And I'm like, eh, eh. And then I'm looking here on Instagram and I'm looking here. I'm like, ah, I don't know what guy says. And then I'm reading the comments that he's said in the past. And I'm looking, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just, I don't know, a lovey-dovey type guy. Because they're all lovey-dovey type guys. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. And then, boom. Anonymous person, all of a sudden, out of the blue. Out of the blue. I was not looking for this story. Out of the blue, tells me he's gay. Then something else comes up on Twitter. No coincidence. He's gay. Without a doubt, he's gay. Because I'm telling you, in life, there are no coincidences. Everything that happens in life, you can pinpoint to another, you can pinpoint backwards to another point in life, another time in life when something, and all like the, like all the, um, all the different things that have happened in your life, you can draw like a line to the dot. Like you can, you can dot everything together and make a picture. Basically, you know, like when you used to be when you were young, I don't know if maybe people still do this, um, connect the dots. Well, you can connect the dots in life. Nothing is a coincidence. Everything that has happened has happened for a purpose and a reason to get you to this point right now. Championship mindset, mind you. Um, so he's gay. I, I, and I can tell you right now in my head and in my heart, my heart mostly, more, more important than my head, he's gay. So we have a gay hockey player on one of our teams. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Do not direct message me and try to get me to tell you who he is. I will not tell you. L let me tell you how loyal I am. I am loyal to the point where I am still holding secrets for people who have thrown dirt on my name. If I release some of that shit, I can ruin people's lives forever. Literally, there are some people out there in this world that if I tell you on Twitter about so-and-so, I can totally ruin his life forever and this guy's life and that person's life. And I can tell you secrets that I have hold for that person. I can totally ruin people's lives, but that's not me. Like, I don't do that shit. I will just tell you, <clears throat> if the guy knows that I know he's gay, he wants to tell me, yeah, I'm gay. Don't say anything. Sure, I won't say anything. But I, I don't see myself in the near future saying anything until I know for certain. And then if I know for certain, I will decide what I want to do with that story. But like we all complained about like, you know, the NHL um, celebrating Pride Month. Maybe this is why teams didn't go that extra mile because they don't want their fans to know that certain players are gay. Now think about this. 
I'll just say this. Remember the Philadelphia Flyer player who came out and said he was against wearing a pride jersey and all the fucking shit and threats he got. Can you imagine if there's a hockey player that comes out of the closet and says he's gay? All the fucking shit on social he's going to receive from homophobic people? Because there are homophobic people. And there are people who don't believe in this stuff. And I'm going to say this, you have every right to feel that way. But keep that feeling to yourself. Don't spread hate. Spread love instead. Literally, and I know that sounds like a cliche. But when you go out of your way to hate on somebody's choice of life, that's a reflection of your own choices, by the way. It's a reflection on you. Don't hate people for their choices. That's their choice. Let him, hey, whatever floats your boat is my always way of thinking. If that's what you want to do in life and that's the way you feel, good for you. Now, it takes a lot of guts to come out and say it, especially if you're a hockey player. And it's because what do we look? We, what's the, <clears throat> before I leave for this podcast, just think about this. What's our view on hockey players? That they're tough, that they're rough, that they're mean, that they're masculine, right? Um, and of course, hockey players are seen as the toughest athlete because they play in the playoffs, especially with broken bones, with uh, bruises, with um, pulled, you know, Achilles heat, you know, Achilles heels, with pulled muscles, with pulled groins. They pull. They they play with everything. Let's just put it this way. They play no matter. You know, they have you know ribs broken and they're still out there playing so imagine a hockey player coming out and saying he's gay and imagine what people are going to start saying about him i could understand from that perspective as to why he's not out there with it and maybe he doesn't think he is he could also be bisexual there are a lot of people today in today's world that are bi they can be with the man, they can be with the woman. There are a lot of people that are like that. If you don't know that, then I'm, I'm opening up a whole new world for you. But there are a lot of people that are bi. So it's just something to think about. I'm just throwing it out there. I am not telling you who it is. Because there's no reason for you to know his name. I'm not going to throw his name out there without A being 150% sure. But I can, I can definitely tell you that there is. Oh, without a doubt, everything that has transpired in the last week, definitely. There was a gay person. There's a gay player out there. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I can just hear people like, you know, you gotta tell us who it is. No, I'm not telling you nothing. <clears throat> what you don't know won't hurt you. Okay. And then I'll get more on next week. We'll talk about relationships. I'll talk about relationships with athletes. Athletes' relationships. How social media plays a part of that as well. Because I've talked about that on Twitter um, with NFL wives and stuff. So I will talk about that with NHL wives and stuff. Um, and then I'll talk about more championship mindset, more about preseason hockey, 
um, my picks for who's going to make this roster. Um, and if I change my mind as to the lines, we'll get to that next week. So have a great rest of your week. My week is filled. So I am in my 7th Avenue office tomorrow on Tuesday, my 5th Avenue office on Wednesday. Thursday is my niece's 5th birthday. Oh my God, so excited for her. She's been planning her birthday since May. I love this child so much. And then her birthday party with her like 50 friends. And I'm not kidding you when I say 50 freaking kids. My niece invited the whole freaking world to her birthday party. She is the best. Auntie has taught her well. Well, I said, the more people you invite, the more gifts you get. Hello? <laughs> I'm like, Stick with Auntie, girl. Auntie got you. Auntie got you. Um, and speaking of my little uh, niece, so we were talking about Rangers hockey coming back. And she goes, you know, that Jacob dude, why does he always have to hit people? And I'm like, I told you why. I said, that's his, that's what he does. That's his job. His job is to hit people and to block shots so they don't score on us. And she goes, no, she goes, no, I was thinking. She goes, you know why he hits so many people? And I said, why, honey? Why does he, why does he do that? He does it so he can steal the puck and then score a goal to win the game, auntie. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> Thanks for the 411. So she told me though. So she loves troops too. So, and yeah, hi, Jacob. Hey, hi, hi, what's going on? Um, this is why we need to do coffee with the captain for the championship mindset. Cause I want to give you those tools so you can give the team those tools. It's quite simple. I got the tools. I want to give you the tools that you need for this team to win. And hopefully you're open to new experiences, new opportunities, and new possibilities. Have a good week. Bye, everybody. Bye.